Fun fact, listeners. Actually, not so fun fact. Did you know we're eating and drinking roughly a credit card's worth of plastic a week? Yep, that's right. The products we're using every day are ultimately contaminating our water supply, generating hundreds of microplastics that we end up ingesting. So Blue Land set out to do something about it by eliminating the need for single-use plastics in the products we reach for the most. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful, cohesive design that look great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Refills start at just $2.25. You can even set up a subscription or buy in bulk for additional savings. It's really a game changer because it's such a space saver in my crazy life. No more bulky bottles of liquid filling up my cabinets and my Costco cart. I love it. And you will love this. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash clink to get 15% off. Listeners, Remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink hi and welcome to housewives of true crime welcome welcome i am tabitha Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Yeah. How's it? Uh, It's good. You guys, I am truly a Texan now. I sent Gretchen our newest pet, um, which is not really a pet, but we had an armadillo in our backyard. They are the cutest, I think. Or not. I mean, maybe the babies are cute (laughs) when I sent it. Okay. So I sent it to her and then my friend Sally, you responded like, oh my God, that's so cute. And then Sally wrote back gross. (laughs) 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 Okay. I'm on a group text with a bunch of moms where one of the moms rescued mouse from her pool and set it free. Oh, okay. 
That's and nice. I'm like, this is why I don't, I'm not active in the group text because I'm like, what the F? Do you know that there is like a varmint problem? You know how many, like <laughs> put that thing out of its misery, kill it dead. Do you, okay? do you know when you have mice in your yard, you also have snakes in your yard, by the way. Yeah. So kill it. Yeah. So you got to get a feral cat to take care of the mice so the snakes don't come. So just saying, um, especially if you live in a hot environment, but I had to, the thing, I don't know how it got in my backyard, but it could not get out of my backyard. And it was in the middle of the day. So I was a little worried that it had like rabies or something. These are night creatures, you know? Um, and it was just running around and I had to figure out how to like open the gate and scoot it out. And then somebody was telling me they do, they wreak havoc on all your bushes and your flowers and all kinds of stuff. But these armadillos, they look like ant eaters and they suck up all the, I think they're cool looking. Yeah. They, I mean, they are, they're like, I've never, I always see them dead on the road, but I feel like a true Texan now that I actually had one in my yard. You do? Because I'm thinking you need to come back to California. It's so (laughs) much fun. I've been seeing reptiles too. Sea turtles. Remember we saw sea turtles? I think maybe that was the first time I'd seen one at that beach. And now I I don't leave until I've seen one. I've been doing that all week. I see turtles. Because it's like they come in the summer. Yeah. Not sea turtles. You know, lake turtles. (laughs) I see lake turtles. Sea turtles are cooler. And it is concerts in the park. Tonight is Guns and Roses. Oh, dude, I wish I was there. That's so fun. I'm wearing my Guns and Rose tank top. <laughs> and my friends, I volunteered to make my friend's husband a birthday cake. I made him a Guns and Roses cake. Oh, it's that's gonna be, fun. It's going to be so fun. Ah, okay. So is concerts in the park always on Sunday nights? Yeah, it's Sundays in the summer. Um, when does it end? My only complaint, it is only from three to six, but we get there early. No, but I mean, when does it end? Like, and like, when does summer end? You know, when the last one is mm, August no. something. Oh, yeah. End of August or something. Yes. End of August. They move to a different park, but it, it keeps going. But um, yes, my only issue is there is an outhouse situation at concerts in the park mm-hmm. there for a long time. There is a long row of outhouses. You know, I have learned that you go to the ones at the far end because they are in much better condition than the ones closer that are frequently used. Last time I was at a concert, I didn't realize where they were and I walked the long way around. I thought I saw some, which I guess I did, but those were only for the band. Oh, gotcha. So I almost peed myself. And then you you have to wait in a very long line. Yes, this is a problem with you. So let me tell you, I went to a concert this weekend. Mm-hmm. I went and saw Eric Church. I, you are a concert queen. I know. I know. Well, I have, you know, my brother-in-law works for Ticketmaster. So I get a, I have a little head a hookup. A hookup. Yeah. Okay. So listen to what happened at Eric Church. So the opening ceremony before he comes out, he puts up uh, a flag. I'm sure he puts up the state flag for every place he goes. That's probably his shtick. Well, he put up the Texas flag upside down. Okay. Oh, I bet those Texans went Texas. Listen, <laughs> Texan, <laughs> that is probably the worst state in history of states to do this at, right? Like, yeah. 
Nobody loves Texas more than Texans. Okay. So people were going freaking batshit bananas like flip that flag, flip that flag. Well, Eric Church has no idea what they're saying. He's like, what? Like he's trying to hear. I'm like, like, dude, you better freaking figure it out. So he figures it out and he's like, okay, listen, guys, I'm really sorry. I just figured out what you guys are saying. I, we prepare, we prepare, we prepare. And then this shit happens. And will you please- I understand, Eric. I know, dude, I do too. (laughs) And he's like, will you please forgive me? You know, I'd like to just sing some songs. And if I stop the show and- take it down. It's going to be like 20 minutes and da da da. Right. So I knew that was not going to go over well, dude. Like I just know it like that. I know how Texans are about their flags. Yeah. And so he keeps going, but sure enough, he must like people in the backstage were probably like, we need to stop the show. So they ended up stopping and, um, flipping the flag, which I think was a good thing. That's probably a good call. I'm pretty sure it was a good call. (laughs) Like, (laughs) You don't need any more hate on Twitter than he was already getting. So, oh my gosh. But yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Those he didn't also stars, play they some are of making, his best. They are making all the headlines lately. The Jason Aldean thing. Oh my God. Randall Lambert. It's like, yeah. Jeez. Oh all right. Well, okay. So, you want to talk crime? It's not a country crime. Didn't oh, happen okay. in Texas. No tie-in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Might be the first one I do that didn't happen in Texas. Oh my god. There's gosh. so many Texas crimes. Okay. Let's get started. All right. This case is a listener suggestion, Gretchy. It's right. from Casey Troyer. She wrote in to Oh, I know Casey. Housewives of True Crime at gmail.com. Like we said, that's where I get all the cases. And she actually wanted to hear our thoughts on John Benet Ramsey, which I do think would be interesting because there's some weird stuff, right? We've actually talked about it maybe on Patreon a little bit, but I told her we don't do kid cases. She knows that. So she gave me talk about it on Patreon today. I'll uh, put it on my notes. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. We are we are recording early for our Patreon that actually will come out before this episode, I think. No. When does the episode come out? I don't know. Does it come out we Monday? Know. We don't know. don't know. Us and Eric Church can't get our <laughs> shit together. I know. <laughs> okay. Anyways, listen to our Patreon. If you want to hear about John Benet Ramsey and what we think, it's patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. Or if you listen on Apple, you can just uh, go to our clink clink club and join it. And you will, you will hear a episode every Thursday. Okay. So she also suggested this case that I found very interesting. It is, does not have to do with children. It happened back in the late eighties in New York. But before I get straight into the crime, let me tell you how it all began. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to do the, like, throw you right in. Like I did with Danielle Keener, and Daniel Zapp. Remember that one? You didn't like that, Gretchy. I mean, no, you I liked did not it, like but that. You didn't like that you heard the crime first. <laughs> no, I, 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 I do. I like a little, I like a little foreplay. Yes. Okay. Well, let's mm-hmm. begin then with Betty Jean Solomon. She was born Betty Jean Tory. Uh, Betty Jean, which I think just has like a super good ring to it, right? Super like, cute name. Betty I would name Jean. a little girl Betty tomorrow. 
It's cute. Right. I know. And then she's just a Betty. Right. She's like a disco biscuit, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. So mm-hmm. Betty was the firstborn to uh, of four kids to her parents in a suburb outside of New York City. Betty Jean had a pretty serious high school sweetheart that she actually planned on marrying. But in 1966, shortly after graduating, he died in a car accident. Betty, then she moved on pretty quickly to her soon-to-be husband, Paul Solomon. The two would marry and have a daughter named Kristen. Paul then joined the military and the two moved to Alaska for a bit, but they moved back to New York City where, or just outside of New York City, where they would set their roots. Paul would become a teacher and Betty Jean worked for a bank. She moved herself up the ranks. She left the banking industry to be an account executive at a collection agency. So I kind of think that Betty was like a boss bitch, you know? Oh, yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. When the two moved back to New York, uh, I would say their marriage was not typical. It seemed like both Paul and Betty Jean liked messing around with other people. As soon as Paul got his teaching job, he would find a hot little teacher to start having an affair with. Oh, no. Uh, Yep. And Betty Jean, although more discreet about it, also had secret Sancho's. Um, I mean, shoot. Listen, I would not be okay with this kind of thing going on. But according to Betty Jean's family and friends, there were some points where Betty was thinking about leaving the marriage or maybe even multiple points, but she didn't leave. So maybe this just is how they got through like not getting divorced. I don't know. I'm sure they did it for their kid. So Paul, he liked young woman teachers at his school. And when 23-year-old teacher Carolyn Warmus walked in the door, all eyes were on her. Carolyn was beautiful. She was tiny. She had these big eyes and this big smile. I mean, talk about hot for teacher. That was Paul and Carolyn too, since they were both teachers. And Carolyn didn't mind that Paul was 18 years her senior. Carolyn had moved to New York after attending Columbia. Well, actually, Columbia is in New York. So she must have moved to New York to attend Columbia University. She got her master's degree there. She was originally from a town just outside Detroit. Carolyn grew up super wealthy. Her dad was loaded, like really loaded multiple planes, tons of cars, houses, and more than a hundred million dollars in the bank in the eighties. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot lot now, (laughs) but shit in the eighties, the guy's like a billionaire now. They must've bought one coin. Just kidding. (laughs) That was last week. (laughs) Oh, one coin. I was asking Sean if he knew about one coin. I was like, did we buy any of that? (laughs) Let's hope not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, that's probably what I have sitting in my bank or my email <laughs> worth nothing. <laughs> okay. So that kind of wealth you think sets you up for like a real nice life. Um, but sometimes even the wealthiest have complications or life situations that we all have to deal with. And it did for Carolyn. Carolyn's parents got divorced when she was young. And some reports claim that her dad 
used his money to get full custody of the kids, kind of pushed the mom out. It was messy. And in my opinion, it may have made Carolyn a little cuckoo bananas, which I will get into a little later. But as a child, Carolyn did do some strange things like she stole from stores when clearly she had enough money to buy the whole damn store. Mm. She also would steal from friends. So, you know, that kind of thing is, is weird. Indicative. Yes. It's indicative of maybe what's to come. So although a bit of a klepto, Carolyn clearly had the brains. I mean, she went to Columbia, which is no joke of a university and she got her master's before she was 23. So that's real impressive in my book. And I guess that could be what drew Paul to like her besides her good looks. Okay. As Paul and Carolyn's relationship progressed, he actually started bringing Carolyn around his family. Carolyn had dinner with Betty Jean and Kristen. And although Betty Jean never really cared for Carolyn, somehow she let Carolyn into her family's life. I am sure she... I I kind of feel like she knew what was going on in the backseat of Carolyn's car, but somehow she just overlooked it for like her family's sake. Mm -hmm. Carolyn even became really close with Kristen, Paul and Betty Jean's daughter. She would go to Kristen's basketball games. She would talk to her at school. She even invited to take her skiing one winter. And after Kristen begged and begged and begged her parents to go, both Paul and Betty Jean finally said yes. And Carolyn took their teenage daughter skiing. At the time of the ski trip, Carolyn would overstep her boundaries, in my opinion, and she would ask Kristen about Betty Jean. She asked, did your mom like me? She asked this about four times, and I'm not quite sure what Kristen's response to her was, but the answer is no, Carolyn. No one no, she don't like would you. like you. No, come on. Carolyn was very nice to Kristen. She bought her gifts. She spent a lot of time with her that I think the mom, Betty Jean, just really didn't have the time for, right? Like as a teacher working probably at the same school you go to, like you have, you have more time to spend. And Betty Jean is this like career woman working for a bank most of Kristen's life, right? So I'm sure those hours were pretty intense. You're probably going to work. What are banking hours? Nine to five, something like that. And then probably putting in some extra hours. So she wasn't home when Kristen got home from school and she probably couldn't make all the basketball games. You can't expect women to be everything. We learned that from the Barbie movie tab. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) Okay. Right. So take it easy on her. Working moms got to be working. I get it. That's what oh, I'm, I'm saying. That's why I'm, yeah. I'm saying Carolyn, you know, kind of just took over what, what Betty Jean was lacking, I guess, or not even lacking that she just couldn't, she couldn't do. She just hadn't have the time Can't do it all. Kristen would say back in 1990 that her mom was pretty stern, like a very stern person. And in public, she displayed herself differently, but she didn't have the friendship that she had with Carolyn. So you could see why Carolyn had such an appeal to Kristen. And as a mom myself, I would not like that. No, no, you wouldn't. (laughs) No, I would, I would have cut that right off. I don't care if you weren't boinking my husband, you would not be 
invited to have dinner with me ever. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. So on January 15th, 1989, it was like any other night for these cheater, cheater, pumpkin eaters. Paul would tell Betty that he was going bowling with the guys. He left just before seven o'clock that night and Paul would make a pit stop at the bowling alley to show face, but he did not bowl with the guys. He left early to meet up with Carolyn at the holiday inn. Well, Paul got there a little before Carolyn and he grabbed himself a drink at the bar. When Carolyn arrived, she said she had some traffic. That was why she was a little late. They grabbed some drinks. They ate dinner. They were there for a couple hours. And then they went to Carolyn's car where they had some SEX in the back seat. Now, I had a little problem with going to Holiday Inn and not actually like... Was it an inn or an express? (laughs) I don't know if they had expresses then. Okay. You fucking Marriott bitch. There is a difference. Okay. Can you buy by the hour at the express? No, but I mean, I think or you're just saying because like the fanciness, like you didn't want to pay for the hotel. Like what? Right. Right. Carolyn's loaded. So she could have paid for the hotel, but I think she liked the, I think she like a holiday liked... in was dirty to her. Cause she's no. loaded. No, I don't think that. I think she liked the, the um, thrill of, it's like the of, super eight fantasy for the rest of us. And decent exposure <laughs> type of thrill. I don't know. I don't have a super eight fantasy actually. I, the, <laughs> no. <laughs> Please, a super eight. If mm-hmm. Holiday Inn, I would have picked the um what is it? The Howard Johnson Travel no, Lodge. The one the one that Econo gives you the Lodge. cookies. Double tree. Double tree is the best. They give you the cookies when you check in. I mean, sign me up. I think yeah. even, you know, for the hour that they would have been there. I don't know. They probably didn't even need an hour. That's probably why they didn't they didn't get a room. But isn't it weird that they would go to the bar and like dinner and not actually like I don't know, just a bang. bang. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah, just it did is. it in the car. So whatever. I guess it was like their thing. All right. So anyways, that's really here nor there because when Paul returned that night, he found Betty Jean laying face down dead. She had been brutally murdered. Someone had come into their home and shot Betty Jean nine times. Paul immediately calls 911 and it turns out the 911 dispatch had the wrong address associated with their phone number. Paul corrected them about their address and they quickly came to try to revive Betty Jean but the damage was done. When police arrived, they got a statement from Paul, but they let Paul go into the bathroom and clean up. Like his hands were all bloody, which if you've listened to true crime long enough, you know, that is a big no, no, because Paul's hands should have been bagged. All the blood on his hands should have been figured out, you know, like we, we maybe, yeah. Maybe there's some gunshot there, residue, something, something going on, there. Maybe, yeah. but they let Paul wash any evidence that he could have maybe had away. Unfortunately, um, police, 
police noticed that there was no robbery, it was not a robbery gone bad as everything was still in place. Even cash was just lying out in plain sight. So they were quick to think that Paul had something to do with this, especially when Paul's story started changing. At first, he was bowling with the guys all night. And then it came out that no, he actually was with Carolyn Warmus. So this brought some serious red flags to the police. And they also wanted to know who this Carolyn Warmus was. Coroners had labeled Betty's death to be between two o'clock and six o'clock PM. So Paul could have done it if, um, it was then right. Because he didn't get to the bowling alley to like seven 15, seven 30, somewhere around there. Um, the bowling wouldn't be his alibi. However, Um, upon further investigation, it turned out that Betty had spoken to a friend around 645 that night. And this friend had heard Paul in the background. So she for sure did not die between two and six. She definitely died after 645. Something also very unusual happened. Betty herself, well, maybe it's not unusual, actually. Betty herself had made a brief frantic 911 call at 715. Remember how I told you those numbers, that number was associated to a different address, right? Turns out Betty called 911 and yelled something like trying to kill me before the phone, the phone cut out and her lines had like been pulled out of the wall. So they couldn't tell if she said he or she, all the operator could hear was trying to kill me. And she's. The dispatcher did send out the police, but they responded to the wrong address. And of course, at that address, nothing looked amiss. So they reported back everything was good and went on their way, which is pretty. uh, I feel like that's a lawsuit. Right? I know. I guess they had just got that number not that long ago. And so it was like associated maybe with the last address that had that phone number or something like that. Who knows? So at this point, the police have possibly two people that seem to have a motive to kill Carolyn and Paul. And while investigators are trying to piece together this crime, they both get their attorneys, which I think is smart. Investigators are also looking into the past of these cheaters. Carolyn's attorney advised her to take a private polygraph test because he said, you know, if you take it and you pass, awesome. Like, let's turn it into the police and we'll be on our way. She said, okay. So when they tested her, she did pass a portion of the lie detector. She passed the portion where it said, did you kill Betty Jean? But when they asked her if she knew who killed Betty Jean, there was some deception. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. 
they are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks Astapro for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. I'm back again talking about Rakuten. Rakuten is where it's at. It is the smartest way to shop. Members earn cash back on everything they buy and can maximize savings by stacking cash on top of other deals like store sales and coupons. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores like Walmart, Urban Outfitters, Expedia, places you already shop for sure. So why not be saving while doing it? How it works is the stores pay a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You can paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Rakuten has over 17 million members saving and Rakuten members have earned over 4.6 billion in cash back. Membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. Clink, clink. So her attorneys obviously did not take the risk of turning that into the police and they just kept it for their own minds, I guess. Okay. Investigators, although not aware of the lie detector, were able to learn a couple things about Caroline. She had a pretty extensive record of being, like I said, a Looney Tune. Turns out Caroline had a history of stalking men that no longer wanted to date her and dating men or trying to date men that were pretty unattainable, like married. She made it clear to these people's lovers that she wasn't going to make it easy. Her last boyfriend, she had left her and moved on. He got a fiance um, and ended up marrying this woman. And Carolyn would call. She would write letters. She would threaten these two to the point that they filed a restraining order against her. It was in her character to get very possessive of the men that she wanted. And it didn't even stop after Betty Jean was killed. Paul did still maintain his relationship with Carolyn. 
after the murder, but his attorneys finally told him that it was probably not a good idea to have any contact with her. So he did cut all ties with Carolyn and it didn't take long for Paul, of course, to find another woman to cling on to, which of course made Carolyn's head spin. And so when she found out that Paul was taking a trip to Puerto Rico with his new boo, she booked her own plane ticket to make their vacation a living nightmare. Oh, girl. Oh, girl. She didn't That even... is too much. <laughs> yeah. You think? Don't waste your money. She's got a lot of it. Oh, that's right. She's got a... Oh, listen, she probably even has a. I I hate plane. to keep <laughs> drawing all the parallels to Ruja, but there is a lot. I mean, remember... <laughs> She had all that money. She drilled holes in the man's ceiling. Oh, ceiling. Or, yeah, I know. Or, you know, whatever. And there's actually, that's true. There's even more to oh. uh, getting there that's like that. Woman scorned with a lot of money <sighs> and a lot of smarts. I know. They're scary. Well, listen, one is probably sitting on the yacht outside in the Bahamas. The other one is not. Just say that. I guess okay. no one needs to be afraid of us. Why? Because we don't have any money. To we don't. We have a budget. Money. Yeah, we do have a budget. <laughs> yeah. So we can't go that crazy. <laughs> it's true. We're yeah. not making that much money yet. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> Hopefully one day. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully one day somebody has to be worried. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. Listeners, I know we all love to clink clink, but maybe you're looking to clink clink and cut back. You know what I mean? Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? Well, recess is a great tool to assist you because recess mocktails are 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, sweetened with agave, infused with functional ingredients, and they taste just like your favorite cocktails, just without the alcohol. I love the Recess Paloma because I love the ritual of pouring myself a lovely drink to unwind. I love doing that every night. I think it's essential. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails is my go-to to go chill. So get 
15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash clink. And you too can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Clink, clink. Okay. Didn't even stop with going to Puerto Rico. She even called this woman's parents, this new fling, acting like she was a police officer to let them know that Paul was being looked at for murdering his wife. Holy cow. Yeah, she's, she's something. She also had a hard time staying away from Kristen. She would drop notes off at the house and even elaborate gifts for her like Tiffany diamond stud earrings. The okay. more they looked. I don't into, hate that. I, I know. I don't hate that either. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I would like some cute little huggies. Great. Uh, the more they looked into Carolyn, the more the focus was off Paul. They saw that Carolyn had ties also to a private investigator named Vincent Parco. Here's the other tie where she hires a private investigator. Of course. Vincent worked with Carolyn when Carolyn approached him about finding out if a man she was seeing was seeing anyone else besides her. And of course, his wife. She wanted to know if he was planning on leaving his wife as well. And so although Vincent was forthcoming about this stuff and his relationship with Carolyn to the investigators, he did withhold some pretty serious information, like the fact that he sold Carolyn a gun and a silencer. Oh, yeah. He sold Carolyn a 25 caliber Beretta, which was the exact gun that killed Betty Jean. When he finally came clean to the police, he told them that Carolyn had asked her, asked him to get her a gun as she was feeling unsafe with all the robberies around New York. And as for the silencer, he didn't really have an answer as to why she would need a silencer because one, silencers are illegal. It's also illegal to sell a gun to somebody without like registering. They are. Are they always illegal? They're always silencers. Silencers. I think so. Probably not not in Texas. Probably not in Texas. I have no idea. (laughs) But (laughs) in New York, for sure, it was illegal. I know. And this is why Vincent said he didn't tell police at first because he's like, it would be incriminating to him. Listen, you got to spill it. You got to spill. When someone is dead, you got to spill it all. Got to spill it all. Or no matter what. Like, well, I don't know. Maybe he should have hired an attorney. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I always think about that case that it's like Dave Westfield. He it's a, involves a child, but the parents came out and, you know, they did the news thing and mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, we were smoking pot, having an orgy. We're swingers. Find our fucking kid. Like, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like it really doesn't it really and it really because it really doesn't matter like yeah, what you were doing true. or who you were doing it with. If you are not guilty, then spill it true 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 you are right (laughs) thank you for that (laughs) okay hopefully we all don't have to be in that position but if we are we will listen to your advice okay so he did have somebody make him the silencer he sold it to carolyn for about a thousand dollars which is what he said he paid for it Investigators were also able to pull some records from Carolyn's phone the day leading up to the murder, and they saw she actually made a call on the day of the murder to a gun shop where they sold ammunition. And when they went to that shop to see if the ammunition was purchased by Carolyn that day, uh, they did not have a record of Carolyn purchasing it, but they did have a record of another woman that purchased 
bullets for that Beretta. And this woman kind of resembled Carolyn. It turned out to be a co-worker of Carolyn's. And upon further investigation, this woman had her purse stolen from school recently with her identification. So remember, I told you, like, this is kind of her MO. Like, she's she's a bit of a klepto. So they think she stole this purse, got this woman's ID, went and bought the bullets using this teacher's, you know, driver's license. So Carolyn Warmus was arrested for the murder of Betty Jean Solomon. Carolyn went to trial and both Paul and the PI Vincent were given full immunity to testify against Carolyn. Now, I'm not sure why or what Paul would need immunity for, especially if he's innocent. I like, I question Mm -hmm. that a little bit. Vincent also, I have some doubts on his involvement as well, but they wanted to take down Carolyn. So they, I mean, I guess whatever they were like, we'll give you full immunity. You guys give us as much information on the stand as you can. The case, of course, was all circumstantial. There were no fingerprints. Um, DNA still really wasn't being used like it was today or is today. Um, They have those phone records, which are very damning. Vincent's statements uh, about the gun is also super damning, but the gun had never been found. Uh, And Carolyn's crazy past does not look good. In the trial the defense did bring a second phone bill in and they showed that there was no call to the gun shop on this bill. They said there must've been an error as this bill does not have uh, a call from Carolyn to, or Carolyn's home to this gun shop. They also question the motives of Paul Surely he would want his wife dead. I mean, this guy is screwing every other woman that would pass him. And also, by the way, I do not see the charm in Paul. Like he is no disco ball. Okay. He um, is not attractive to me and he surely doesn't have money on his teacher's salary. So no, I don't she's know. Much, she's much younger, right? And he's Carolyn, older. Yes, but it didn't teacher. matter. Ca- yes, Carolyn, sure. But this guy had so many affairs. He was, he was, he was doing all the teachers at the school. Listen, that is because he is a teacher. It is a position. It is, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I had crushes on it's a many fantasy teacher. teachers, <laughs> many ugly professors that I would not give the time of day to in a bar. Did I, did I think about enhancing my grade with? <laughs> oh my God. It's a teacher so thing. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I wouldn't so think I, it'd be I teacher it. on teacher, student on teacher. Sure. But teacher on teacher. I don't know. Yeah. I think it was well, a mustache. Listen, maybe he, he must've had some swagger. He must have. He he did have a like a um who's that guy with the big mustache in the eighties? You know, we saw Burt Reynolds. Tom Selleck. Who it was? Tom Selleck. Yeah. Tom Selleck. Yes, like the picture that we saw on the bar. He had yeah. that kind of mustache, but I don't know. He was it wasn't doing it for me when I look at the picture. I get it. 
Okay, so they also talked about how police never looked into the men that Betty Jean was sleeping with. And there was one actual man that they interviewed. He did deny the affair at first, but finally came clean. He and Betty Jean had a long-term affair, like years. It wasn't consistent, and they hadn't seen each other in months. He also had an alibi, so I don't think this is the, the guy that did it. The defense also brought up that Paul and Vincent were in cahoots to kill Betty Jean, but nothing really sunk into the jury too much. The jury did question, however, those phone records, because you have one set that says she called the gun shop. You have the other set that didn't said she didn't call the gun shop. And so at the end of the day, The jury could not convict her, and it turned out a hung jury. I think there were four holdouts. So back to the jury selection for trial number two. Okay. Starts all over. And this time, the judge wanted information on those phone records, and it turns out, like this is before the trial, right? Turns out Carolyn's phone records were fake. Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. And the judge was pretty pissed about it. Yeah, he got no budget. How'd they figure out they were fake? I'm not sure, but I know that he almost charged her for it. But I think they couldn't determine if it was actually her or one of the people in the law firm. Like, who, who do they charge for this, right? It's somebody. Somebody doctored those documents. However, I will tell you that Carolyn is not new to doctoring documents. She actually took some racy photos before she was put in jail of herself and tried to doctor them and put like Paul's picture in with her to send to this new boo that Paul had. Oh my which, God, no way. Yes. Which at the time, it would be like cut and paste and then Xerox it, you know, mm-hmm. like you saw in the Inquirer when people would put like yeah, somebody else's back in the head. Day, that's what I was just thinking yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So like you would know like, hello. But um, I'll just say Carolyn was into Photoshop before Photoshop. Carolyn also hired a new attorney for her second trial, which I think maybe was her downfall here. Her first attorney was really theatrical and loud. And that works sometimes. Mm-hmm. This next one was more mild-mannered. The phone records, of course, could not be let in. The doctored ones, of course, is what I'm saying. Um, but one more key piece of evidence was used. In one of the crime scene photos taken at the time of the murder, there was a black glove that was seen next to Betty Jean's body. The glove was not collected into evidence in the initial crime scene. And it wasn't even found until after the first trial when Paul seemed to have found this glove in the back of his closet. There was blood on the glove and the glove looked consistent of the one in the photograph. And there was a receipt that Carolyn purchased a black pair of gloves. I mean, dude, it's New York. It's wintertime. Oh, yeah. Doesn't everybody purchase a black pair of gloves? Totally. Um, so the judge let this glove evidence in. So between the glove evidence, the phone calls, the damning testimony from Vincent and Paul and even Paul's daughter, Kristen, she talked about how Carolyn asked repeatedly if her mother liked her 
it didn't look good for Carolyn and she was found guilty of second degree murder. Carolyn was sentenced to a minimum of 25 years to life in prison. And um, in 2004, while Carolyn was in prison, she sued New York State Correctional Facility, claiming that she had been raped by a correctional officer multiple times. She had actually bagged his semen and put it in the refrigerator. (laughs) Don't ask me how you do that shit. (laughs) When I read that, I was like, what the fuck? Uh, But she was awarded $10,000 for that. Through the years, she has tried to appeal, asking for the gloves DNA to be tested. She has maintained her innocence. Um, and says to this day that the glove will prove that it wasn't her. Yeah, I never get that. How come there is so much evidence out there that it's like, I know people would raise money to like have things retested for people, but they just won't do it. They have the, um, a judge has to say that they could do it. I know. And I mean, they I keep saying that's, no. That's kind of balls. I, I feel know, like if you totally have the money, is. I could just do it. Yeah. Her attorney in 2016 she hired a appeals attorney and in 2016 she failed to test the DNA. So Carolyn sued her to get her money back, which I agree. Get your money back, dude. Like people need to be testing this. Um, in 2017, she was up for parole her first time and it was denied because she will not take accountability of doing this murder. She was up again in 2018, but then in 2019, Carolyn Mormis was given parole. She never ever has said that she was guilty and she was released from prison just in time for the great 2020 coronavirus world meltdown. Oh yeah. that was Um, (laughs) Carolyn still maintains her innocence um, and has the OJ mentality. If the glove don't fit, you must acquit. Listen, if I was her, my defense would have been, I am rich. Look at how rich I am. Why would I do this myself? You don't think I got people to do that? Well, maybe she does have people to do that. That's where I I think she had somebody else. I mean, yeah, I don't think she's that stupid. Yeah, maybe somebody. Well, I thought when you were saying that she took the driver's license, I was like, oh, she's finally making a smart choice. Have that bitch do the killing for you. <laughs> that girl's like some <laughs> second grade teacher. She just stole her. She just stole her ID. I mean, that's not nice or smart. No, That'll get you caught. Murdering oh. is never smart. I should just, that's what I want to say. Yeah, that is it's not, not smart. It's but not. there are ways to get caught and ways not to. Um, in 2021, a judge finally agreed to test this DNA. But as far as I've read, like I can't find anything. It says that they said, yes, let's test the DNA in 2021. Um, but we're still waiting. Um, I don't, I'm assuming if they test it, it's going to be public record, right? If like her DNA was on it. Um, I know. I don't know either. I also read, um, that Betty Jean had semen in her body that wasn't tested. Um, so I feel like just test whatever evidence was collected at the time. Um, I, I 
do think it's possible that Vincent, the PI, could have played a role in this murder. I also think there is a way that all three of them, Paul, Carolyn, and Vincent, had something to do with it. Um, When you listen to Carolyn now, she has an excuse for everything. She claims that the Puerto Rico trip that she flew down for, she says that Paul asked her to fly down there to basically frame her and make her look like she was psycho. She has an excuse for it all. She, and when she talks, it all sounds very plausible. Like Gretchen, you know how we're kind of working on this case on the side that there's a woman in prison that totally maintains her innocence. And when you look at all of the evidence against her, it looks really, really bad, but she also has an excuse for all of it too. You know, so it makes you think like, yes, she was very, she really wanted Paul. She really wanted this other boyfriend, but does that make her a murderer? Well, I don't know. I'll tell you why I don't think, I think it either has to be her or Paul and not the PI. Nine bullets. Overkill. Yes. That's, and it was like, they like stood over her and killed her more. Somebody you know? just hired that's not personally invested is not going to shoot somebody nine times. They think she waited outside their house. And when Paul left, like, so she had spoke to Paul earlier that day on the phone. And she found out then when like what they were making their holiday and arrangements, she had found out that Kristen was away at some ski trip. And so she knew that Betty Jean was going to be in the house alone once Paul left for the, you know, to stop by the bowling alley. So she knew she kind of had a certain amount of time that she could do that really quickly, which, but she could have also hired a PI to do that, right? She could have hired that guy or not a private investigator, but she could have hired some hitman to do it at that time. She could have bought the bullets. I don't know. She could have given them the gun. Well, what or do she you could think, have done think, it. What do you think? Think when you watch her, um, she is she interviews very well. You can watch her on Oxygen. Um, she has had a brain tumor, like a very large one, so she had to get it removed. She's had like six surgeries, so her face is kind of a little bit um, distorted, a little bit. She has like no vision in one eye and like no movement in one side of her face, so it looks kind of like she had a stroke. Um, but she is very well-spoken. She, but she's smart, you know? Um, so she does make you believe her, but I also know that type that I know that type too, that can be lying, believe anything. And so it's hard for me to think anybody else would want Betty Jean killed as much as she did. And what good would it be for Paul? You know, right. Like, if it's not financially motivating, then like, I don't get it. She was putting up with him, banging everybody for all those yeah, years. Like what's different? It didn't matter. You know, it didn't matter to her. Like, so I don't, I don't think it was Paul. I, and then the officers did say that he was like crying when, when they got there and, um, he seemed very like distraught, like he should have been you know, when Kristen came home and found out that her mom was dead from her ski trip, she said that everybody was crying and she was the only one that wasn't crying. And she thought like that they were just joking, you know, 
because of course, like you're never going to believe that that could really happen. Right. But um, yeah, so I do want to see the evidence. Like I want to see the DNA evidence, but I do believe that it was probably her. I think it yeah. was. Moral of the story, like you always say, <laughs> don't cheat. Don't cheat. Don't cheat. <laughs> I know. Wouldn't have, would have been Wouldn't have been brought into the situation. I know, but she's free mm-hmm. and she says she's had a really hard time adjusting, which I can imagine. She was in prison for 27 years, I think. But girl, you're out. And you're out. Yeah. Seems like you're, I mean, even though you had a brain tumor and all this, like you're free and Betty Jean is not. So yeah, uh, that is unfortunate. Um, so rest in peace, Betty Jean. I could not find her obituary because it happened in 1989 and I couldn't find like a, sometimes you can find old ones in the newspaper, but I couldn't find it. All right. Rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace. Okay. That's a WAP. Follow us on YouTube, you guys. It's Housewives of True Crime. Let us know if you have a case suggestion, if you haven't rated or reviewed us on Apple or Spotify or anywhere else, please do so. Uh, We really appreciate all your support. And number one thing, tell your friends and family about us. We really appreciate all of your support. So thank you so much, guys. Clink, clink. Clink, clink.